Live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 16th, 2020. And I hope you heard everything that I just said. This Jitsi is being strange. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Be a unique beast. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. We're going to talk that. Deferral of gratification, conviction, golden age. All right, dudes, strive for greatness. Hello, my elite friends. How you doing tonight? Check out this week in Bitcoin. Kyle made his return after three years. Adam from Pennsylvania was on. Phil Geiger was on. DisruptMeister.com. Right now, go to DisruptMeister.com. You'll see all the latest videos. They're all linked to below. You got to watch this week in Bitcoin. Best freaking guest in the space. Oh, yeah. People are experiencing quarantine fatigue, it's called. Oh, yeah. They are getting that. They don't care about the so-called rules. People are going to beaches. It is awesome. Strong hands. Be defiant, people. Very good. Uh, and I wanted to say when I was sprinting, doing my sprints last Sunday on Poinsettia, uh, which is a street right near where I'm living, a woman leans out of her balcony and starts cheering for me. And, and, and at first I didn't know what she was really doing. And then she screams out to me that I'm an inspiration. She's saying, you're an inspiration. And uh, I, I, after I was done my uh, sprints, I, I spoke to her and uh, we, we spoke about the sprints uh, and that you got to get out there. You got to stay in motion during this period. But she notices that I'm out there every Sunday or Monday uh, on that same block doing those 15 sprints as hard as I can um, all in a row. Hey, that's uh, I, I told her about interval training. I told you guys about interval training. And she's like, oh, I go up into the, the mountains. I go hiking. Okay, good. I'm glad she's going outside. Okay, you got to get your vitamin D. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. We're going to talk a lot about health. We're going to talk a lot about health today, how to uh, just, I mean, if you're in shape, you're not going to get sick as often as people, other people, okay, as people who are not in shape. So I want to uh, start off with a correction from last week. By the way, if you got questions, I got answers, type them in if you're watching this live. If you're watching this tape, play the 2X. So last week I made a big mistake, and I realized it right after I said it. I was like, where did I get that information from? I said that uh, 90% of Native American males were al alcoholics, and that's not true. That's just I don't know where I heard that. Um, if someone actually said that once or if I confused something about a specific reservation, that's way, way too high, way, 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 way too high. So I made, made a big mistake, and I realized it after I went off the air. And then someone, a Native American, actually left a comment. And I, I thank you for leaving that comment also. And I told you I, I would do a correction, and now I'm doing a correction. Nearly a quarter of Native Americans report binge drinking in the past month. Um, and, and, and there's some of the other – I linked to statistics. You can see the statistics. It's, it's not a good situation on the reservation, but it's not 90%. That is – that's insane. And so 11.7% of all deaths are alcohol-related. Uh, in the Native American population. Uh, I, I would like to know the rate on the reservations. I, I, I believe uh, that life on the reservation is, is worse uh, for a Native American than a Native American who, who's not living on, on the reservation. But I, I don't have those statistics in front of me. At some point, I garbled the statistics of that horrible 90%, which is not, which is not true. So I'm just putting that out there at first. I want to, I want to make a correction. And uh, I know that the, I think the Navajo reservation has now they have stricter. They're, they're very worried uh, about the virus because they don't they're scared. They don't have the treatment facilities there for people getting sick. And they understand that their population, uh, due to a high rate of comorbidities, is, is more susceptible to getting very sick from this. 
so they're, they're not in a good situation there. Uh, and so this prevents outsiders from coming in to help also. So all I, all I can say is uh, if you do, if you're one of those people who want to help and, and you've, you, you are a nurse willing to go to New York City or whatever, this is I, I, I feel like things aren't being managed correctly there on this reservation. We talked about South Dakota last week. All right, so you you can contact these people. They are they're out there. You, they've got email addresses and such. So I, I linked to some statistics below again. So I did make that mistake last week, and I wanted to correct it. Uh, here we go. So let's talk about a sanctuary. You know, we've heard the term sanctuary cities. A lot of uh, cities, in the United States, you, you could be an illegal immigrant. They won't bother you. They they virtue signal and say, you know, it's great. It, it helps them politically. Okay, that's your thing. You could do that. Well, here's a new one. The city of Atwater, California, has declared itself a sanctuary city for businesses and will allow them to open. The city said it's affirming its commitment to fundamental constitutional businesses to come there and just be businesses. They, they won't uh, enforce the draconian uh, Gavin Newsom laws on them. Not laws. Excuse me, Gavin Newsom raw well, rules and decrees, whatever you may want to call it. Pound that like button for being defiant. Here is uh, Market Watch has this, and this is pretty mainstream. So researchers have discovered a strong correlation between vitamin D deficiency and mortality rates from the novel coronavirus a new study reveals. So they're they're seeing that. People were more prone to die if they uh, had low vitamin D. And many of the populations that we're hearing about, uh, they don't get a lot of sunlight. New York City, uh, old old people, they don't get a lot of sunlight. They don't eat. I mean, the Western world as a whole is not getting a lot of sunlight. And that's a great way to get vitamin D. They don't eat real food anymore either. You get vitamin D from salmon, from meat, from, from animals, okay? People don't eat that stuff anymore. They, they, they want processed food, oil, ugh, seed oil, food, t terrible stuff. But I, I do give uh, Market Watch credit for, for publishing this. It, so much of the mainstream does not want to talk about actual solutions that individuals can take to becoming healthy. Okay? It, it's just like throw your – let's – all the mainstream is like throw up your, air, your hands up in the air and panic. Get into a hysteric state and rely on the government to make decisions for you and hope the government doesn't lead you astray. Listen to every word that they say and bootlick on them, okay? That's not a strategy for success in anything in life. You, you are a grown-up. you got to make your own decisions here, okay? So it's good when – it's shocking when the mainstream media talks about statistics that help people make their own decisions. Instead of saying uh, we're all going to have to shut down uh, until uh, July because we don't want grandma to die, that that's not a solution. That that's not a solution at all. At all, that doesn't doesn't tell people how to. Well, how do I remain healthy? They don't. The mainstream media doesn't talk about you know. Well, maybe if you were healthier, you wouldn't get sick. You wouldn't get anything. They, they don't seem to. They that's like common sense solution. They don't want common sense stuff. Hysterics cells. I think we've all all learned that by now. But. Going back to the article and going back to what a lot of people are saying, vitamin D, go outside. Yet the so-called experts that you're supposed to have blind faith in say to stay inside. The media says, well, what's so wrong with staying inside? It'll save grandma's life. Just stay inside. <laughs> no, normal human beings for centuries and centuries went outside <laughs> and, and that boosted their vitamin D levels. Now, in Texas... I, I want statistics. We've seen in certain states the death rates are, are lower than in, in northern states. And I want in El Paso. I, I want to see comparisons, comparisons between the death rate and the sick rate in the cities that where people are more prone to be outside, where the sun is shining. Okay, I, I, I want to see that. Now, uh, with that in mind, I looked up Texas uh, about the virus below. And one thing that I discovered, now there are a lot of 
county, counties, rural counties in Texas. There are quite a few, I have 50 of them that have had zero cases of the virus. Zero. Here's an example right here. It's Archer County, Texas has uh, 9,000 9, people living in no, no cases at all. So you don't treat Archer, just like New York was locked down. You don't treat Archer, Archer it, it was ridiculous. Now I give, the, I give the governor of Texas for into this nonsense eventually, but there was, there was no point. There was no point that a month ago to have this place locked down. Archer County, all these counties that was ever together unless they're at the bar or something like that. It, there was fun, it was funny, at Great Falls, Montana, they had an article about it, it reopening and this woman percent and it was, I felt bad for the woman. I mean, she's just trying to follow the rules. She's trying to be a good American. Uh, I've been to Great Falls, Montana, okay? I've been there. They have nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about. There's not many people there. Not many people go there. It, they, they, they haven't had many cases there. I mean, people naturally social distance. <laughs> uh, if you're actually worried about catching anything there, it, it, it's sad that people are handicapping their businesses in, in small towns like that. Now, in, in Montana, that's like a, a big town, <laughs> but 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 still, it, it's these these people are handicapping themselves. They got to do their own research a little bit more. Lady in in the Fox News article from uh, Great Falls. I, I liked your city, the, the few hours I was in it, and I liked your mall. Uh, I used your bathroom there. It was nice at the mall. I remember that. Uh, and <laughs> and I saw the Great Falls. That, that was very nice. Maybe that made me have to urinate more. I, I don't know. But the point is, is do your own research, lady. You're, people aren't getting sick in your town. They're not, no one's dying from this darn thing. You won't be at, you're not at fault for anything. You open your business like it's normal again, or you're going to be out of business soon. Pound that like button. Here is something from a guy named Quito Aurelius. All right. He's on Twitter. I don't know if this is 100% true, but he, he hits on some important points. Coronavirus is exposing massive medical errors. I agree with that. Low cholesterol equals higher death rate. Now, I haven't, that wouldn't shock me at all, but I haven't seen the statistic on that yet. The food pyramid, well, he means low, low cholesterol equals higher death rate. I guess he means for the virus, and that wouldn't shock me. Uh, th that wouldn't shock me also. Uh, and when he means low cholesterol, he means a certain type of cholesterol. Anyway, we're not going to get The food pyramid destroys immune function. Yeah. <laughs> Avoiding red meat makes you susceptible to disease. Yeah. Sunscreen is the new margarine. Dude, margarine is still the margarine, by the way. People still use margarine. Blind faith in medical institutions is dead, he says. No, 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 no. It's dead. It's been dead for me. The people who watch the show every week know that there's no blind faith in medical institutions here in uh, Bitcoin Meisterland. Uh, but I got to say, this whole virus thing, there are plenty of people more than ever join the herd and want Fauci or whoever these experts are to tell them what to do, to tell them how to live their freaking lives. So I think, I think this is for the 20 percenter crowd, the people who think for themselves, the productive people of the world, after told me, uh, after this situation, uh, I'm seeing that I had blind faith in, in the medical establishment. And, and just because someone is a doctor uh, doesn't mean they know everything. And uh, you should be familiar with your own body. You should be familiar with how to maintain health and not... Uh, have blind faith in a medical institution or individual who says, oh, just take this pill, you'll be fine. Take this pill, you'll be fine. Or take off of, uh, don't work for so grandma won't die or something. No, the, the blind, for those who are awake, yeah, blind faith in the medical uh, establishment, it, it's sickening what's out there. But dude, it's wishful thinking that you think blind faith in medical institution is, institutions is dead. It's as alive and strong in certain people as it ever was, okay? There are people who are scared to leave their freaking houses because of what the missing uh, Dave Cullen, lady, he's Irish, also named Dolores Cahill. 
I link to the interview below. Uh, very good. She talks about you know having the virus once. You're hydroxychloroquine. Again, this hydroxychloroquine thing is one of the biggest examples on how certain parts of the this thing to continue. They don't want there to be a solution. They make it political. They say, oh, it's it's killing people. It's Trump's fault. Don't vote for Trump. Oh, I, I didn't say that. Don't vote for Trump. I mean, for so many of the people in the media, this is so by they know, they know it's not that serious of a thing for regular aged people. But you better believe if old people are gonna die, they're gonna tell you about every every one of them and how torturous it was and how you should be scared, and that these solutions that are coming up, including you know, not taking drugs, because hydroxychloroquine is a drug, but but stuff like uh, what this lady, Doris Cahill, has suggested and what others have suggested. And I'm going to talk about those others in a second. No, no. Ignore all that. Ignore the stuff that's cheap and stuff that you can do as an individual. You must go with the herd. You must wait until you we tell you this is over. It ain't over until it's over, the media is trying to say. And dudes, it is over. It is over. It is over for you as an individual because you can take care of you. If if you're a healthy individual, it's over. You don't have any title. I'm going to put virus for you. It's a good term. People are going to the beaches now. The young people, they know so many young people know. And when bars have opened, people piled into the bars. We're going to get into that in a second. But check out uh, Dave Cullen has been doing a very good job uh, covering this uh, situation. Uh, and yes, we are living in a, in a guilty until proven world get gu guilty until proven innocent excuse me guilty until proven world uh in terms of this virus everyone what the media is saying what the the officials are saying they're saying hey you adam meister you, you have the virus you can't leave your house you have it but there's no proof i have the virus i mean no 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 you're guilty you have it you have it and it you don't have you only don't have it when you can prove you don't have it adam how do I prove I don't? I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly healthy. You're guilty. You're guilty. Now, now, and so you got to stay in. And since everyone, everyone is guilty, so everyone has to stay in. Now, imagine if that's how it worked in, in regular. If you if there was a certain minority that, that committed more uh, crimes percentage-wise than, than another uh, minority. So you said, well, in order to save lives, all that minority, they, they, they're going to be locked in. They're all guilty. They're guilty. They're going to have to prove their innocence somehow, every single one of them, in order to, to get out of their uh, their home arrest. Imagine if we did that. If we sent a certain segment of the population and said, hey, you minority, you're going to be stuck in your house now because some of you kill people. And and, and guess what? If you did lock all of a certain mi a minority up, yeah, the death rate would uh, might go down. And, and would, would people celebrate then? Would that be? No, that's sickening. That That's not freedom. That's jail. That's guilt. That is what guilty until proven innocent is all about. You don't assume guilt for everyone. Again, if you blocked everybody up, of course, all sorts of death rates are going to go down. We're grownups. We're adults. This is life. This is the real world. We, you got to judge people as individuals on things that they have done. Okay. You don't, not, not what the future, what, not what the future may bring. Oh, they, they might commit a, that person might commit a crime one day. So we're going to, we're going to lock them up. They're already guilty. They're guilty until they're proven. It. No, that's not the way it works, but that's the way so many people want this to work. They're at, they love this. They love this. They love this situation. They don't, they don't take it to the next level and see like, well, it could be them eventually. It could, you know, the, once this virus is gone and everybody's supposedly healthy again, maybe they're, they're the minority they're belonging to could get locked up for some ludicrous thing. See how they feel when that happens to them. Uh, and, and may it not happen. I, I don't want to live in a country where it's guilty until proven innocent. And a lot of people, and people are, that's what these protests are about. That's what, I mean, let's follow the rule of law here. Let's not make, let's not get rid of the constitution. All right. Let's not get rid of freedom. Tell that light button. I've, I thought about, uh, I, I, I've encouraged businesses to get back no matter what. Um, and in some states you can get back. To business as almost as normal again what you should do you you miss some of your sales go ahead and have a mother's day sale again go ahead and have an easter sale enhance and combine your old events with your new events i mean don't make it mother's and father's day do your father's day thing then do another mother's day do, go back there's not there are no rules against 
uh, doing your sales again. It, it's a shame that you missed all your gimmicks. You can still do your gimmicks. Also, we missed it. Today would have been the, the, the Preakness, the second jewel of the race of the horse racing triple crown. They're probably going to delay everything, I think, till October or September. I don't know. But by then, they can have a quadruple crown, make it even better. That's when the Breeders' Cup usually is around that time. Am I not mistaken? They could, they could make it four races instead of three races. Make it better than ever. Quadruple crown instead of triple. Hey, I'm giving you creative ideas out there, people. For the people, there's a lot of people who say, oh, it's going to be gloom and doom afterwards. People, uh, businesses won't want to open. So there will be some doomers out there. But for the 20% or productive class, it'll be a time to take advantage of all of those 80 percenters who will be even less productive than usual if they're still scared, okay? 20 percenters, nothing's stopping you from being more productive than ever. Uh, and no, there is no new normal. You bring it back to the old normal and you make it better. You make it better. You don't have to do these draconian, oh, I'm only going to let half the people in my restaurant. Whatever, dude. That, no, no one can enforce that upon you. No, no one can enforce that upon you. Quadruple crown, pound that like button. Uh, now, someone did leave this comment in an article I was reading. Talking, they, they visited a restaurant in Georgia. You can go to restaurants in Georgia now. And they had this comment. And it's a very interesting comment. And I think it's going to speed up the process a little bit more. But it isn't really a relaxing dining experience under these circumstances. And once having done it, I'll probably wait a while until the situation situation improves before going out to eat again. Okay, so there's all this social distancing. The waiter would not come up to the, the food and you had to go pick the food up. This wasn't a good atmosphere anymore. It wasn't your usual restaurant atmosphere. So, and I don't blame you for accept, not accepting it, dude. So I think a lot of people are going to be like that. Like they're going to try it out. They're going to be happy to go back to the restaurant. And when they see this 50% nonsense, they're not going to come back again. And then the restaurants will be like, we got to go back to normal. And they will go back to normal and no one will be able to stop them. So you're, you're, I don't know if you – I don't go out to eat at all. I mean, <laughs> when was the last time I went out? I, the last time I paid to go out to eat was like uh, what, in 2011 or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, so no. So I'm glad people are not not – not willing to accept this uh, temporary normal, because it's only temporary. Now, I, I, I want to say that YouTube, and I've said this on the last few videos, I, you're watching this live right now. It takes YouTube like 12 hours after it's live to put it back up there on my page again. Now, you can like Google, you can search Adam Meister or Bitcoin Meister on YouTube, and you can find it that way, but it's just... It's their processing situation has went totally whack on quite a few people, including myself. And so uh, some of you who find this other ways, uh, you know, if you go to disruptmeister.com, you're not disruptmeister.com, you're not going to see it right away. It's going to take like 12 hours, even though it's already. So if you don't see it right away, type in Adam Meister. You can, you can find my videos that way. Try to see it live, I guess, if you need to see it. But there are going to be delays. And because of those delays, I can't download it right away either. So it makes the podcast, audio podcast people have noticed that it's been later over there also. That's the reason. Big shoot people have noticed it's been later over there. That's the reason. And I've also said that YouTube, you know, everything since 2017 in the technology world has seemed to improve. YouTube on the back end has gotten worse. It's, it's gotten worse. And yes, I know the sound quality has been not so good lately on the show. My laptop is old. And some of you may have heard that I'm getting a new laptop uh, when I'm back in Baltimore on June the 1st. So after June the 1st, I think we'll, uh, there'll be some quality improvements in, in terms of sound, uh, maybe in terms of video. I don't know. I mean, for me, it's all about the content anyway. But it, there have been little scratching marks apparently. So that's because this is an old laptop now. I've had it since the beginning of 2017. And the, the, something's went whack with the mic. That's just life. Now, I want to talk about uh, Joe Rogan's show. This Ron, Dr. Rhonda Patrick was on. Now, it's a three-hour show. It was long. Play the two acts. You don't have to watch the whole thing. In the comments section, there was like a, a timestamp uh, directory that can show you different subjects, 
parts of it that you might be interested in. She talked about vitamin D also, how it's healthy and how you, to prepare for any virus. She talked about cold showers. She take, like me, she takes cold showers. I take a cold shower every day that I eat. I take a, a cold shower before I eat because my whole, the way my days are, are set up, uh, I, I run earlier in the day or I run before I eat. So I got to take a, so I shower after uh, I do my workout. I, I do some, uh, some parts of my workout before I run, after I run. And then the, the workout parts while, while I'm cooking, <laughs> I'm working out. So I'm sweating more when I'm cooking. And then finally I take a cold shower and then I eat the food. So, I mean, and that just, my body is ready to eat by then because it, it knows that the whole uh, system that I have set up has trained my body to not really get hungry until the end of my workout when I and when I get into that cold after I'm in the cold shower and and it just reinvigorates you. I mean, you can Google to see what supposedly cold showers do to your your muscle. And I, I don't I don't know all this. I can't. I'm not a doctor. I'm not Rhonda Patrick. She talked about it a little bit. There are a lot of dudes out there, uh, Rogan included, that that believe in this cold shock stuff. It, it definitely wakes you up. I mean, it makes you feel darn alive. It makes you feel, I mean, maybe it enhances my run and enhances my workout. I, I, I don't know, but I, I am I am just alive with pleasure after that. Then I eat and then sometimes I'll do the show. Like that. that's how I did today. Actually, today was the end of a 44-hour fast. I think it's six Fridays in a row I've skipped eating. So six, I believe it's six weeks in a row I've done a 44-hour fast, which means I skipped a day. As all of you know, my goal is to skip uh 36 days of the year of eating. And I did that. I did that last year, I believe. I did 35 or 36. Uh, 36 or definitely 37 is 10% of the year. So I can say 10% of the year I didn't eat. I didn't eat 10% of the days of the years I didn't eat at all. All the others uh, were, uh, you know, at least 22 hours of fasting. That's that's my, I do 22 hour intermittent fasting. And if you're, if you're new to the show, whoa, what, what, what are your cheat days? Uh, the last time I didn't do intermittent fasting was in the summer of 2013. It's a lifestyle, dudes. It's a system. It's conviction. Pound that like button. All right. Uh, but yeah, go go run outside. Uh, get that vitamin D or walk outside without the face mask, of course. <laughs> Even though, so yeah, I walk. I, 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 I mean, today in L.A., I, I just, I just got word that you got to wear. It's law to wear the face mask when you're outside. The police aren't going to enforce it. I mean, they have better things to do than that. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to put cops on a pedestal here. There, there's some bad cops out there. Okay. But I think a lot of them understand what the constitution is about and they're not going to, aren't going to bootlick that way. They're not going to do that. And I, I don't think anyone's forcing them at this. I mean, there was a Santa Monica. I saw a tweet from Santa Monica 911 and it's a face mask. This is only an, an emergency only line, you know, 911. I mean, there's so many screaming Karens out there. So many, and some of them are men, bootlickers, informants, snitches that they're calling 911 on people. And 911 saying, please, please stop doing this. This is, this is, you're not serious. We don't, so it, it's, the leaders want to show like they want to pretend they're doing something. It makes people feel better that their their uh, commander, the person they worship, told them not to wear uh, a mask or, or to wear a mask. Okay, you know, live your life that way. Be a bootlicker. No one's stopping me from doing. When I'm outside, I'm not wearing a freaking mask. I'm not, hey, if you have a private business, you can make your own rules. And I, I, I mean, and if I walk into your private, I don't go to private. I mean, there's what's open. But uh, let's say uh, when I take. Uh, the the shuttle to the LAX when it's time to leave here on May 31st. If the shuttle says you got to wear the mask, I'll. I mean, I guess I'll do this. Uh, I mean, I'll do it. It's a private thing. You have to deal. You have to deal with private. But to be on the streets, to be be a free man, to be in your front lawn, to be you know whatever. No, I'm not. No, not not in a park. No, it's ridiculous. Not at the beach. But I, I mean, private businesses should be able to make any rules they want to. I mean, that's. That's cool with me. That's that's cool with me. I'm I'm just saying, general rules taking away people's freedom of expression when they're out in public places. That's insane. 
All right. What's this CrossFit here? What are, what are, oh, here. Health. More health. First of all, let me see if there were any questions. My, my internet connection has not been that great today. I can see. I got the, I got the yellow line here. It's not giving me the green. All right. I got, see, I got UK Bitcoin Master in the house. What's up, brother? All right. Oh, somebody's up late in Seattle, I see. Sleepless in Seattle, are you, Gary? All right. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to get back to Seattle when it's free again. All right. Let's get back to uh, where, where's my notes section here. Beautiful. Oh, I didn't see what, how long I've been on air. Ooh, half hour. Okay, good, good. We're, we're, we're getting through this fast, dudes. We get, I, I want to go to sleep. I want to be able to do my sprints tomorrow at a reasonable time. Every Sunday or Monday, do your interval training, people. And on my sprint days, on my interval days, that's super carb days, okay? I'll, like, have a little orange, a little peach, and then some greens. That'll be my only carbs. The rest will be salmon and, and uh, maybe some sheep. And chicken, those are animal, strictly animal days besides like that. And then, of course, then for six weeks in a row, another day has been no food at all. So I guess the other five days are, you know, I eat, I eat fruit. I have no problem with fruit. I, I, all these people talking uh, super keto and everything. I mean, I'm... I'm good. Only real foods, people. Nonsense. No process. And we're going to talk about that right now. That's a good segue here. Uh, I, I've said this before. Uh, the canola oil, soy oil, seed oils, they're horrible for you. Never, never are they in my food. Uh, they're, they're, they're all over processed food, though, okay? All over it. Oxidized linoleic acid wreaks havoc inside everything. Every cell in your body damages mitochondria, making the cells glycolysis. I can spell it. Dependent provides uh, mechanisms leading to a variety of cancers and weakens membranes, making them more easily damaged by basically anything, including you. you be. So this person was making a point. If eyes linoleic acid, you're more, more prone to burn. Okay, you're absorbing the. Uh, you need sunscreen at that point. You don't need it, but you you you're more. If you're getting burnt, you put the sunscreen on you. Then you're not you're not absorbing it at all. You can go out in the sun and get that beautiful vitamin D and not burn. But if you're eating horrible diets that most Americans are eating. The Elio's pizza, the hot pockets, just chock full of who knows what in, in that stuff. Yeah, your, your, your skin is becoming sick too. It's more prone to burn. And so you're not going to go outside and you're not going to absorb the vitamin D. And of course, none of that food has real has vitamin D in it either. Elio's pizza or hot pockets or whatever the heck, heck you think is going to save you now. Um, Coca-Cola, real food. Real food's got the vitamin D. Eat the real food. You'll be able to go outside more. You'll feel like you want to go outside more too because you'll be healthy. You'll be more prone to run around. Now, here, let's talk more about these oils because they I, I just cannot. Omega-6 vegetable oils as a driver of coronary heart disease, the oxidized linoleic acid hypothesis. Okay. Uh, linoleic acid is a polyunsaturated fat. Is a major fatty acid in vegetable oils. It makes up over 50% of soybean oil, corn oil, sunflower oil, and many similar substances since the late 1950s. And no coincidence, since the late 1950s, these are ones beginning sick. Vegetable oil consumption and thus consumption of linoleic acid has increased dramatically in the U.S. US, right? Spike Online has a good article uh, from a doctor out there. I forgot the guy's name. It's a good article there. We could open up again and forget. It's, it's hysteria. It is manufactured hysteria at this point. 
all right? Yes, everywhere could open up again. And you could basically forget that thing, the whole thing is that as a healthy person, nursing homes, any sick people to a nursing home. Now, back in uh, 1968, there was a flu that originated in Asia, I believe in Hong Kong. It was called the Hong Kong flu. And by 1969, the winter of 1969, it had spread into uh, the United States of America. And quite a few people, I, I believe over 100,000 Americans died of it eventually. Quite a few people died of the Hong Kong flu in America. They didn't shut, they didn't shut it down. Didn't shut anything down. People were grownups then. It was a normal thing. People, there were articles in the newspaper about it, but like on page 23, I link an article, a New York Post article that, that flashes back to those days. Woodstock, and everyone's seen the Woodstock Festival. Now, by then, the virus had died down some, but even after Woodstock, when in the fall of 1969, it, it did come back some more. And, uh, but you know, Woodstock went on. You can see there was no social distancing at Woodstock. Uh, and it was complete. Uh, it was young people there, and people went about their lives. The Orioles had the 1969 uh, baseball season. They had their best record ever. Un unfortunately, it didn't end too well in the World Series. Uh, we won't get into that. But <laughs> and the Baltimore Colts also had it. It was a tragedy. Tragedy also. They had a good year, but anyway. But life went on. The sports, those sports, the NFL, Major League Baseball. Yeah, and the Baltimore Bullets, yeah, they also had a problem that year with the New York team. And the Baltimore pro Baltimore teams in the 1969-1968 region era, they were having problems with New York teams, really spoiling things for us. B bad times. Bad. My father told me about this stuff. I, I was not around then, obviously. But I, I've read about it extensively. Waste my time reading about sports from 1969. Pound that like button. Well, everyone's got their pastime, right? Value your wealth in Bitcoin. But, but no, life went on. Life totally went on. We, it, it was a manlier uh, society back then. There weren't screaming Karens back then. We weren't spoiled by technology and this constant stream of information. Uh, people, the constant stream of information, if you use it the right way, is such a great learning tool. It's so great. But you guys can see it's, it's been abused. It's, it's definitely been abused by certain uh, loud voices out there. And you got to hand it to the mainstream media. They have gotten people addicted to the, their ratings are as high as ever. They have used fear and hysteria to help themselves. Unfortunate, unfortunate. We did, life was different back in uh, 1969, apparently. Uh, so you, you can read that. But uh, may, maybe we should we should take a, a cue, cue from them back then and, and try to uh, emulate a few of the things. I mean, life was far from perfect in 1969, uh, but uh, they were definitely braver on average, it seems like. They were grown-ups then. They were grown-ups then. What did Archie Bunker said when men were men? Is that what he used to say in that song? I don't know. I, I watched that thing on repeat. I don't know what the heck that was about. Um, Edith. I, I, I did hear a woman. Uh, once I was running on the streets of New York City, and I heard a woman who sounded exactly like uh, Archie Bunker's wife. What was her name? Edith Bunker, I guess? <laughs> this is recent, in recent times. So, I mean, it's kind of an obnoxious accent she had, but I really heard someone with the same voice. All right, so speaking about New York City, oh man, here's an article from the New York Post. I think they're trying to shame people. People flock to New York City area bars and beaches as quarantine fatigue intensifies. I admire you people. I saw you guys out there. Go out there and have fun, Pete. If you're uh, because people will try to guilt and shame you. Theater. That's the participate in it. Because they want screaming Karen. I got this email from Megan. They want to get business rolling again some people are paranoid so beginning on monday may 18th one to wear a facial covering throughout the duration of the trip okay it really isn't going to make that big of a difference when you're on the and getting this uh disease again, or getting most diseases when you're a healthy young person, 
really isn't that bad um, <laughs> at all. So if if that's the rule and you're on the bus, really hard the travel industry. So I, I understand where they're coming from, but it, it's theater. It, it's it's fire theater. It's just it's just playing playing to to these people to make them feel better, like that they're they're healthy, like they're clean, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, whatever. Do what you're going to do. You're a private business, but uh, for for leaders to for 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 it to be enforced in the public, that that's a it's a completely different thing. Break down a headline that's supposed to scare you. Brazil becomes the fourth biggest hotspot. All right. So what does that mean? That means that in, in, in terms of sheer numbers, it has the fourth, uh, fourth uh, most cases. Do, do you know Brazil is the seventh populated uh, country on earth? And that number four, five, six, and seven all have similar population sizes. Uh, there's not that big of a difference between four and seven. So yeah, of course, Brazil is going to have the fourth most uh, cases. It's the seventh most populated, uh, seventh most populated country on earth. I mean, that, that's not a shock. What's, what's the big deal, dude? And, and they do the same thing with the United States. The United States has more cases than any country. The United States is the third most populated country on earth. Of course, it's going to be in the top in sheer number of cases. Of course, of course. But have it per capita. Are you going to break it down that way? No, you're not, because that doesn't scare people, and most people don't understand that. And again, what's it? What's it really mean when you have a high number of cases? That means you've been testing a lot. And so, what's it? What, what would happen if, if right now I had it? What would that mean? It means absolutely nothing. I'm not sick. What's it mean? Should you be scared that a, a, a healthy person has it? A healthy person has it. What did it do? A bunch of healthy people got it. What did it do? It didn't do anything. If you're healthy, it shouldn't scare you. It shouldn't scare you at all. It shouldn't scare you more than the other diseases that are out there every single winter. Do you, are you clean during every single winter? I mean, I hope you are. Do you try to eat healthy during every winter? I hope you do. But if you don't, you get sick sometimes. Is it a bit? Is it a pain in the butt to get sick? Yeah, it can be a pain in the butt to get sick. It can, you, you can you can barf and, and stuff. You can barf from this too. You can get really sick from certain flus, uh, certain years. That's just that's life. That's life, dudes. But uh, again, it, you get people get hysterical over these big numbers. They just don't know how to. Uh, Interpret them. They don't need to, but there, there's there's a trick right there, the Brazil thing that I just shared. So I'm also proud of Wisconsin. The Supreme Court uh, said that the draconian laws there were unconstitutional, and right away people packed bars and people on Twitter were trying to shame the people. And I retweeted. I'm like, I'm so proud of these people. As I've, I went to college with quite a few people from Wisconsin. I went to school in St. Louis, Washington University in St. Louis, and so there were a lot of people from the Midwest. And those dudes could drink, and they could drink at a young age too. I mean, it was shocking the amount of beer they could consume. I mean, females, the females. I mean, it was unbelievable. You compare a female from uh, Wisconsin in her ability to consume alcohol to a, a, a woman of Korean descent. I mean, a woman of Korean descent, three three sips, she's drunk. Uh, a Wisconsin woman, she she could drink a twelve pack of beer and she's not drunk. It's it's un, unbelievable. So I know you Wisconsin people love your freaking beer. Your baseball team is called the Brewers. And uh, I, I was glad to see you guys enjoying your, your beer again. And so that, that, that's nice. Keep on doing what you're doing, young people out there in Wisconsin, healthy people. Out. Defiance over compliance. Hey, I'm not encouraged. Drinking uh, alcohol long-term, not good. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for you. It lowers your resistance. But this is what, this is what their culture does in freaking Wisconsin, okay? They drink. I mean, I heard the dude say, yeah, I remember when my dad gave me some beer when I turned one years old. Or, it's ridiculous. that. <laughs> oh, bring back memories of those dudes. Oh, God. Those Midwest dudes. Unbelievable. So uh, fitting in is overrated, dude. Be a unique beast. Don't let uh, don't let the social media shaming affect you in any way. You're, you're a unique beast. Do what you're going to do. Sometimes it, sometimes you can party, have a fun time. I, I'm admiring the drinkers now because it's a way of being defiant. It's a way of being defiant. It's a way of really freaking out these screaming Karens. But these people, and their men included, they really think, they really, and, and, and they say this on Twitter, 
that they think if people gather at a bar or gather at a beach, that a substantial amount of them are going to die. And I want you to really think about that. And, and if you think like that, you really need to learn statistics, okay? You really got to understand the situation better, all right? This thing's been going on for months now. If you, if you don't understand, it's like 0.001% of, of young, healthy people die from this thing. It's, it's so low. It's so rare. It's so weird that it happens or even get sick from this thing. It's so rare. And so you, when you see a bunch of young people at a beach or at a bar and you just go crazy, on I mean, you, you could go right now on Twitter and see this. These people think a huge amount of these people are going to die, are going to die soon after this. It, it's so ridiculous. And this is why there's a substantial amount of the population that is so freaked out and lock themselves in their houses. Unfortunate for them, but they, they're part of Team Karen here. So Jordan... And this should be about freedom. It shouldn't be about politics. And that's what this guy Jordan Schatzel is saying in this tweet. And I'm going to read it to you. It's a big, big deal that major cultural figures like Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Dave Portnoy, etc., are actively speaking out against the lockdown. This was never a left-right thing. That's only the frame is right. Like Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Dave Petorni, they're not like strict conservatives. I mean, Joe Rogan's supporting Bernie Sanders and everything. These are logical dudes that are like, I'm not playing this political game. And that, that's, that, that's what I try to convey in all my shows. I'm beyond politics here, okay? I'm, be, I'm about freedom. I'm about making my own decisions. That's what freedom is. There's so many people that they they in, they entangle their life with politics. They put these dudes on pedestals. And I'm not putting Rogan, Elon Musk, or Dave Pertorni on a pedestal either. This, I, I mean, he's saying it's a big, big deal. For me, it's I'm glad there are many voices out there, loud voices out there, just showing people that it's team freedom versus out there. This is not a political thing. You don't have to be – if you hate Trump – Okay, that's your personal business or whatever. But because you hate Trump, that doesn't mean you should say, Adam Meister, you're not allowed to go outside anymore. Okay, this is a free, you should be able to have freedom too. You shouldn't have someone dictating to you what to do uh, either just because you hate Trump. All right. So he says, of course, people on the left are more likely to be totalitarian nanny staters. But in terms of how population views this crisis, there's a broad coalition building a Across all worldviews in rejecting the Karenization of America. And yes, there are people, when you see people like Joe Rogan, who is definitely not a conservative, when you see him questioning what's going on here, it is a good sign. There, there are many you probably don't agree with politically that are starting to see say this thing is ridiculous. I want freedom, and this has been totally politicized. It has been politicized. And you better believe. A lot of the people in the mainstream media, they love politics so much that they want to stretch this thing out as far as possible. And until November, until November, there are many people, there are many Democrats, they understand what this is all about. They know it's not that serious, but they want to use this as a club for their team, Team Democrat, to win the presidential election. And if Biden wins or whoever they put up, because they might not put him up at this point, I mean, it's a, <laughs> he's an embarrassment, but... Uh, if the Democrat wins in November, then magically media will stop talking about the virus. They won't be as scared anymore. They'll be like, oh, yeah, it's gone away. It's fine. It's only old people, blah, blah. And so Eric Trump, who's the son of the president, he said uh, Democrats leveraging uh, uh, virus to rob president of, ca of campaign rallies. That's what it says. Uh, uh, the, that's what the headline says. They think they are taking away Donald Trump's greatest tool, which is to go into the arena with 50,000 people every single time, he added. When it comes to the restrictions meant to curb the spread of coronavirus, Trump said Democrats will milk it every single day until election day. And guess what? After November 3rd, coronavirus will magically all of a sudden go away and disappear, and everybody will be able to reopen, he said. I, I agree with that. It's unfortunate that some people, some People, and they were, I mean, I'm sure there are Republicans that are politicizing this too for their own gain, okay? This shouldn't be politicized, but it is being politicized. It is used 
as a club to gain power for their team. Uh, it, it's about it's power hungry sociopathic leader. It, this is this is ridiculous. What it what it has become. They don't want to they don't want to tell people how to be healthy anymore. I mean, it, it's it's insane. It's 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 wrong. But and that voices uh, they censor people who go against the party line who tell the, the benefits of vitamin C and vitamin D. These are the, the criminals of the world now, apparently. And the people use this, stretch this thing out and scare people about it for an election. Because they know people not going to work, the suicides are going up, production level is going down, obviously. Uh, so people will starve, people will become unhealthy, people will eat lesser foods and get sicker. People won't go to the hospital uh, because they're, they're scared to go to the hospital. They've got cancer growing in them because they think they're going to get coronavirus, which is much less serious than freaking cancer, okay? Uh, so it, it is a shame. So on one end, we have people like Joe Rogan who are going across party lines who are saying, you know, screw it. Politics, it's nonsense. But then we've got all these political people, lots of them in the mainstream media, who just want to make this a political game. And it, and I stress the word game. It has just become a game. And that's sickening that, that a virus has become a game for some people. So good job, Eric Trump. For for, for uh, and of course, people are ripping on Eric Trump, saying he's uh, he's saying it's all a hoax. No, he's not saying it's all a hoax. He's saying that the uh, the hysteria and that 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 yes, that is fake. That that shouldn't exist. There shouldn't be hysteria. And that it, it really it helps uh it helps some people with some nefarious. Now. Yeah, it, it it will be interesting to see what happens after uh, after Congress. Uh, Elon Musk, and I mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again because I said I would mention it on the show. Possessions are an attack vector. Pound that like button. I've said it before. I don't own a house. Can't get sued. Can't get taxed on it. Beautiful. Don't own a car. Can't get sued by it. Don't have to have insurance on it. Don't have to insur have insurance in the house. It's an attack vector. People uh, can uh, make up all stories. Oh, you hit me with your car. Uh, you can get ticketed. Your car isn't parked in the right place. There's, possessions are an attack vector. Get rid of your pos possessions. Go from place to place. Bitcoin is your main possession. That's not an attack factor. They can't take that from you. No one can trip over it. You don't need insurance. Uh, no maintenance cost. It, cost. it doesn't, You don't need to mow the lawn on your... Uh, on your Bitcoin. But I really love that Elon Musk saying, and that's the life I've been living, dude, the Bitcoin overlay. I got a, my suitcase, my backpack, my bad laptop. <laughs> I'll have a better laptop soon, don't worry. But no, and they, they possessions uh, like pets, they hold you down. You can't leave. Uh, all the nice things you have in your house, your big screen TV, oh, I can't move. I would have to sell everything. It's just an anchor. And when you're anchored down, you're, you're more prone to be attacked by who knows what. Don't even try. Just be able to be on the move. I love it. I mean, that's what I love. That's what I'm telling you. I love to be able to leave. California is getting crazy now. I'm out of here. I'm going to freaking North Carolina. If that goes crazy, I'm going somewhere else. That's those attack vectors holding me down. No house, no dog, no car, no big screen TV. Could take that Bitcoin with me anywhere I want to. Now, and just start anew. Start anew, baby. Don't, and I don't work for anyone. That's a, that, well, that, that's an anchor. That, that's a different type of attack vector right there. Because uh, that's not a possession. You're their possession when you work for someone. Oof, oof, pound that like button. Work for yourself, baby. All right. JetBlue tried to virtue signal. Um, so many companies contact me constantly reminding like, oh, we did this to celebrate COVID or to, to support the nurse, <laughs> support the nurses. This is how we're, uh, we're making ourselves virus friendly. So JetBlue in support of the nurses, they want to get some publicity, show how great they are. They flew their plane over lower Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. That got them some attention. All right. 
didn't work out too well for them. Uh, they got ripped over Twitter. When I heard that they flew their plane over lower Manhattan to uh, show how great the nurses were, and, and don't pedestal these nurses, okay? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, flying a plane over lower Manhattan and uh, gaining people's attention. Yeah, that's a pretty bad reminder right there. Something bad that happened. I, I don't know what they're don't know what the marketing team was thinking on that one. But hey, when when you've taken virtue signaling to an extreme, you you I guess you lose a touch with reality. Come on, JetBlue, just get back to work, and uh, you, you don't have to worship the. I'm glad you kind of got uh, you got uh, you you made a mistake there by trying to these nurses okay just just you don't know, be a company <laughs> you don't have to uh be be so politically correct and everything and, and and fit in fitting in is definitely overrated you tried to fit in and you made a big boo-boo there <laughs> the new zealand police state i didn't i i forgot i, I got a tweet about the new zealand po police state they like can just enter your uh house whenever they want to now the police i didn't write i didn't write it all out to so disgusted by it it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. The police with the powers they have now, if they suspect that you're disease or something. I, I, it's such a beautiful country, and I enjoyed myself there so much. It's so sad to see how much has fallen in terms of uh, nanny state, in terms of being bootlickers. Uh, the, the lady in charge, um, she's definitely not a guy from 1969. I mean, that's that's putting it nicely. <laughs> All right, so you know what I'm. I'm not going to talk about that. Who cares about that? Yeah. You, be an adult. You don't need the government to tell you what is safe. I, I agree with that one. That isn't being talked about very much. Test, 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 test. They're not even saying, you know, what to test. Well, just to test to see if people are sick. Test. They're not doing the antibody test. They're not encouraging people. They're not ramping up antibody tests. No one is. No government wants to for some reason why would the governments want the antibody test ramped up are they scared that people are going to see people have if you know you've had the anti if you have the antibodies you're not gonna you're gonna you're fine you can go out you can do you don't have to be scared they're probably a bunch just take the antibody test they would feel a lot better about themselves. So this is another thing that the media, it, it doesn't look for solutions. It doesn't want to talk about the antibody test. Antibody test is part of the solution of getting rid of the hysteria. There's so many entities out there. They have no interest in, in this ending. They have no interest in this ending. And that's sickening. They have no interest in people going back to normal and, and having a healthy mind and having a healthy body and it just not being fearful to prolong the fear as long as possible and thus they don't want there to be antibody people to be have a, a chance to do this antibody test out there all right what do we got here all right we got no one typing in the name i see who's that there kiwi bloke speaking of new zealand kiwi bloke is in the house uh, australia is in the house also good to see you bitcoin to the moon i did an extra video today it's it'll come out a little later i was wearing the uh the bitcoin to the moon t-shirt pound that like button people all right Let's see, what else do we got here? Late night. All right, so we talked about uh, New Zealand antibody test. All right, how about this? Baltimore County. So I told you I'm going to be able to get my hair cut uh, on June the 2nd. So I thought, because Maryland, you can get your hair cut now. Oh, no, Baltimore County executive. So different counties are doing different things in Maryland. Maryland says it's all right to get your hair cut. Baltimore County, for some reason, says it's not. But Olszewski, that, that's the Baltimore County executive, says religious institutions, barbershops, salons, and shopping malls must remain closed, even though the rest of Maryland is opening. Uh, there still is not nearly the amount of testing capacity to ensure it is safe to significantly reopen. That is a total BS line. Who cares about testing capacity? The, house, the whole point was not to have the uh, hospitals overwhelmed. The hospitals are empty, dude. Um, so who cares if you get your hair cut? <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, he said that some are moving too quickly, uh, and that would uh, reverse all the progress we've made over the last few months. Complete lies on his part. He's just saying stuff that appeals to scared people. There's no reason that people shouldn't be able to get their hair cut in Baltimore County. I hope in the next two weeks that uh, people can get their hair cut. Now, the funny thing is, in Baltimore County, which is a, a very... Uh, 
a lot of people live in Baltimore County. It's one of the more populated counties in the United States. Uh, it does not include Baltimore City in it. That's a whole another story. But it's, on its own, it's it's a very popular. It's big and got a lot of people on it. So this dude says you can't, you still can't get near people in Baltimore County. Is what he's saying. The funny thing is, even though plane traffic is about ten percent of what it was previously, I heard people are still flying every single day. Every single day, people are right next to each other in those planes, breathing in the same air. Sure. Some of them might have masks on them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you're on a plane. You're you, you can get all sorts of diseases when you're on a plane. Okay, it, it happens all. It's it's happened throughout history. Okay, people have gotten people are often sick after they travel because they've been on planes. So the people like me who can who got money who get to travel planes because plane travel hasn't stopped. I, I can do what I want to do. I can get on a plane right now, go anywhere I want to go in states. Blah 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 blah, and I'm free to do. But if you're Arbor, you can't open up in Maryland. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It, it makes no sense. And so the people who get on the planes, go from state to state, city to city, they're walking around, they're coughing, they're doing, they're doing whatever they're doing. And and the whole and the world isn't dying, dudes. So plane traffic that what we're up to the regular people who are really being riched over by this. Is that you know people who can afford plane travel to st still people who are doing business still upper upper class type of people no one's they can do whatever they want to do you as a middle class as a lower class person you have to uh, bow to these draconian measures you have no way around not being able to work where you used to work at when the government shuts it down but they say hey but all the rich people are still on planes <laughs> and trust me it's if it's spreading if it's so bad, it's it's a lot, lot more often than it would be in a freaking barbershop, okay? Uh, but there's there's a lot of contradictions in the world today. And to get rid of the contradictions, just let everything be open and let people have personal responsibility. If they feel uncomfortable, they don't have to go out, okay? That's what it should go back to. But we're living in this worship of authority, worship of the medical experts. Now, there's some people that, that woke up, and uh, I, again, I'm glad to see that there are. Once people, once the doors are open a little bit, in some of these states, they just fly right, wide open. So that that is good to see the protest and the people at the bars. Do you guys? Uh, do you, do you? One of the things the media has been very successful with during this is it scares mothers. It'll show like, let's say you're 29 years old, okay. And they have an article, they have a, sh they show a 29 year old who died of the virus. How many of you, when that happens, does your mother call you and say, oh, you're 29 also. I just saw this. I, it, it's funny. My, my mother, she falls for it. She definitely falls for it. There've been stories about people, uh, you know, around my age and everything that have died. She calls me. She's like, you got to watch this. You got to see this. She sends me, actually sent me an email about it. This, this is serious. This is serious. It, because it hits them so personally. Oh, my child's this age and someone their age died. They just they have no concept of statistics. And this is how it works. This is how it, it works uh, it, with the media. They're good with this. They're good with this. Uh, let me see. They know. Yeah, they definitely know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, they, the media is craving younger victims, okay? And they don't tell you the whole information about them. They don't tell you about their pre-existing conditions. Sometimes they don't show you that they're morbidly obese. It goes on and on and on. The media lo loves victim promotion. That's all the mainstream media. I don't. I mean, I don't watch the regular news, but it's one victim after another victim after another victim, and how Trump made you a victim, and oh, we're all victims, and look how this person died. This person. I mean, it, it's and people love it. There, there's a certain segment of the population that victim worships. And, and makes them feel, it just makes them feel close. It makes them feel part of this uh, mass movement. And it's sad. A lot of mothers fall for this. It really hits them in the, in the heart when they see someone the same age as their kid who died. And then they, they it freaks them out even more. So how many of you have that happened to? Uh, your mom or your dad or your grandma or somebody contacts you because they saw in the news someone your age died of it. And they have to tell you. So here is a good uh, quote from the market ticker. No reg from Carl Denninger, who has just been great about this the entire time. No regular college in the fall. Do these geniuses realize what they will do to college finances 
And if universities don't have football seasons with fans, there won't be funding for any university sports. All those Title IX athletics are going to get the shaft. So this is an interesting point. College football does fund a huge chunk of all, basically funds all college athletics uh, in the United States. We're talking about American football here. It also funds a lot of uh, universities' regular budget. So we're going to get to an interesting point here in, say, in August. Uh, if some states are still insane about this, and I hope they won't be by then, uh, I mean, this might be the big turning point. Uh, it, it could be college football because they have to have – some of these universities cannot exist without college football. And, st and, and, the st and on the state level, states make lots of money off of it too. Nebraska? You better believe no, the state of Nebraska, a huge part of the uh, a part of their, their tax revenue comes from uh, Cornhusker related stuff, Cornhusker football related stuff. Now, Nebraska has been, uh, they've been pretty tame. I don't know if they even had a lockdown. Do they even have a lockdown? So you better believe that Nebraska is going to want to go back to completely normal. But will the Big Ten as a whole? The Big Ten extends to University of Maryland, to Penn State. So we, we shall see. Uh, but I, I think uh, the pressure might be on for uh, that. That might be a big turning point in all this. Because if they don't, there are going to be some long-term ramifications for some of these schools' athletic programs, from the, for the schools themselves, for the state themselves. So good, good point there, Carl Denninger. Uh, who, who knows? Who knew that college football might save the day? Pound that like fun. <laughs> all right, we're going to end it with a Jordan Chats chat poll again. This is a logical thing. Good approach. Why people, why other people can't think like this, I don't know. COVID-19 death rate in nursing homes is astronomically high. COVID-19 death rate in non-nursing home populations lower than the flu. Very targeted policies, not sweeping healthy quarantine is the way to save lives and rebuild America. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> But, dude, it, it is that simple. Very targeted policies. You don't treat the county in Texas like the old person's home in Brooklyn or in Queens, okay? Uh, it, this is about individual decisions. It's not about sweeping healthy quarantine, taking away everyone's freedom. We've never seen anything when you quarantine the healthy. Completely ridiculous. But at some point, people ceded all their power to the experts. And this is where we are, where people like me that are defiant are the rare ones to speak out. But more and more out there, I'm proud to be defiant. I'm proud to be that all oh, you dudes are defiant that are watching this right now. Pound that like button, spread the word, just go outside, retweet this stuff. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I'm retweeting this kind of stuff all day. You can see that you are not alone out there. You can get beyond the mainstream media, the name of the show is Beyond Bitcoin, of course, but you need to go beyond the 80 percenters out there and, and see that there are logical solutions when people remain calm, when they don't get emotional about the whole darn thing, when they understand statistics. And one would expect in the Bitcoin world, where people are very familiar with numbers, that they would lean toward the side of logic and reason. And if you're young and healthy, only a small percentage of the people get it. It's amazing that there are people in our space that have totally become the panic, uh, panic Karens over this. Oh, well, that's the glory of Bitcoin. You can't kick – if you got the Bitcoin, even if you're a screaming Karen, they can't take it away from you. Uh, so, hey, that's a way to tie it all up, tie it in the Bitcoin. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, retweet the show. Subscribe to the backup channel here. Pound that like button. I will say hi to you dudes in the chat right now. Good night, and yeah, you'll get a new show every day here.